welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and you kind of have a supersized episode this time. Joining us um, is pretty much everybody but Lindsay. So, welcome back to the podcast, Jenny. Hello. And Heather. Hi. Uh, We got Leah joining us. Hi. And Rachel. Hey, Becky. And Carolina. Hello, hello. Um, Okay, so this episode is dropping on March the 26th. Originally, it was supposed to be our Royal, our Romance Rumble episode. Um, But some things changed. I'm not feeling up to moderating argument. So we're going to push that episode. We will drop that down sometime this summer. I've, um, as you can tell, as you are listening to this, I have recently had a bout of illness and my voice is just not... And my brain isn't either. Like, I don't know about anybody None else. None of us are in a good headspace right yeah, now. That's fair. Well, it's the end of March of 2023, and I was actually talking to Caroline a little bit today. So far, 2023 has been a hard year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, my focus is off, and nothing seems to be, like, easy right now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it's been tough. It's, <laughs> it's like where you, like... It's like the bell curve, and we've hit the bottom of the bell again. I guess. I just feel like I'm at the bottom of the bell every week, guys. Right? <laughs> well, but I'm saying, like, 2022 was kind of the tip of the bell, and now we're hitting the bottom yeah. with a force. I guess. Okay, so before we get into what we're all actually going to talk about, um, we have a new segment happening right now on Buzzing About Romance, where each week I am bringing you a term of the episode the term of the week. Um, some of these are ones you might be familiar with. Some of these might be ones that you've heard in passing and aren't quite sure what the fuck we're talking about. So um, for this week's romance term of the week, it is Omegaverse, which is a more popular term that has just really been catching on over the last year, I would say. Book Talk really brought it out into the presence it's always been there, but it hasn't necessarily been verbalized exactly what Omegaverse means. So Omegaverse, also known as ABO, an abbreviation for Alpha Beta Omega, is a subgenre of speculative erotic fiction and originally a subgenre of just erotica. Now, in the romance world, you're going to see a lot of Omegaverse. It is going to be paranormal adjacent mm-hmm. or paranormal. It is not, you aren't going to see much because there's certain things that have to happen within a book for it to be considered part of the Omegaverse um, that isn't really real life. So it's not contemporary. Um. And there are certain words that are going to come up when you're reading Omegaverse, not just Alpha, Beta, Omegas, but you're going to hear terms like nodding. And usually these are polyamorous relationships. And Heather is like, what the heck is nodding? You don't know what nodding is? I am not a PNR reader. So, I mean, nodding is in Omegaverse, in nodding, it is this overwhelming drive and desire to mate and once the mating starts like 
the appendage swells and cannot be withdrawn until the mating is complete. <laughs> I like how so, carefully worded that was. Yeah. <laughs> they basically yeah. have to stay attached. That's awesome. So I you think, would like it. I think of it like a cat's penis. Like cat's penises have spikes when they penetrate. It's true. They come out, like thin out. And that's why like you hear screeching when cats, because when they're pulled apart, it's actually painful if the flare outs haven't, like razor blades, like little razor blades. Anyway. Okay. Enough anatomy lessons. You know too yeah, much I'm about like... cat anatomy. And that is the educational portion of this podcast. That is the end <laughs> of the evening for this. Thank you we for need listening. That, like, <laughs> the more you know sound. Oh, tell Mike. We need a new sound. We can't even get an echo. Like we're gonna get some random <laughs> sound, you guys. Um, you can just twinkle now with jazz hands. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's Omegaverse. If you guys have a term that you aren't sure about, you're too embarrassed to ask someone, send me an EM, send me a DM, uh, send me an email, whatever. I don't know, words. Send me a message. I will happily... Did you call it an EM? I said an EM, emergency medicine, apparently. <laughs> Listen, guys, I had the COVID and it's really screwing with my body. <laughs> My brain hurts. Um, okay, so that's Omegaverse. But again, if you have a term you would like us to explain on air, send us a message. We are happy. We're happy to take one for the team and explain all things. Um, but, you know, if you need an anatomy lesson, I think that you have to join Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are catching up with some contributors and their year of reading so far, along with some topics that we are dying to talk about with them. Um, I know that listeners have really been enjoying some of these topic episodes that we've been doing. Uh, and we've been mixing them in with a little bit of our trope talks. And so um, we're just going to keep talking about things because I have big thoughts. Like we didn't know this, right? <laughs> um, no, nobody knew that at right. all. So let's talk first with how our year in reading is going. Rachel, have you had any outstanding books for 2023? So I think we all know that I rate my books on vibes. Like if I am just loving the book, I love it when I finish it. It's probably going to be five stars. That's just how I am. Okay. And there's been a lot that I have absolutely loved. It's going to be, you know, pretty rough when I'm trying to narrow it down. I've had a good year. Some of my favorites so far have been um, Keep This Promise by Corinne Michaels, Into the Tide by Laura Pavlov, um, A.L. Jackson. I binged her entire Redemption Hill series. Isn't that series so good? So good. So, so good. The audio, the audios are <laughs> amazing. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then also Whispers of You by Catherine Cowles. I really did love that book. It's the start of a new series. The audio was excellent. She always has the best audio. She does mm -hmm. do really good yeah. audio. Uh, Jenny, how's your year reading going so far? 
Um, it's it's moving along. It's not going great. <laughs> um, I also started school again, so like juggling the like academic reading versus like fun, enjoyable reading, um, has been a little bit more of a struggle. Um, and I don't know, like just the real world has like made me like ticked off a lot lately. So then like that restlessness like carries over into my enjoyable reading. And then like, um, I'm just pissed off at every character and don't want to read anything. That's fair. Any outstanding reads in the midst of your rage? <laughs> I was like looking at my list before we got on. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I do not have many, um, like probably the biggest one was the game which we did a quick shot on um, that book that was, was so really good. good so good um that's fair i get that leah how's your, your reading going so far um it's been kind of rough i've it's only march and i've been in a pretty big slump since like january <laughs> i've read new stuff and i've had some really good ones like um so Canon by Sawyer Bennett came out and it was amazing and wonderful, but I mean, it's Sawyer Bennett, so I can't be dis like disappointed in that. Drake came out in January and he's a delightful asshole and I just adore him so much. Um, but yeah, I've slumped a lot. We did the perfect gentleman series and I, I do like to blame, <laughs> excuse me, that for my slump because of the way that we did it, which was fine. But I just, I've had a rough year of reading so far. That's fair. Um, Carolina, how's your year of reading going so far? Uh, my year has been kind of all over the place. Like I've hit the spectrum, like it's like a pendulum. I'll read something and enjoy it. I've I probably had the fewest five-star reads in like the first half of the year than I've ever had before. Um, so things are like, either just not great and I don't enjoy them and I DNF or they're good but I'm not blown away and I feel like there's something I'm searching for I couldn't even articulate what that is that I'm reading and I just can't find it so I mean I've had some good ones um as Leah said canon is a standout that's mm -hmm. like if I could give it infinity stars like 10 stars I would <laughs> However, you know, five stars is not enough for that one. I've also, I, um, Becky and I did a quick shot on um, Blind Date with a Book Boyfriend. Um, I thought that was such a delight. Um, and I did the audiobook for it. And I was giggling throughout the book. So I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, and then I've, I've gone back to like just rereading some of Stacey Kennedy's stuff. Just because I know... I know I enjoyed it. And the great thing about that is it still holds up for me um, the second time around, because there's nothing worse than you read it another, like a second time, and then it disappoints. So um, yeah, I went back to like the Sin Club series. Yeah, I have to tell you, Lucy Eden messages me almost daily on Instagram. She is as nice <laughs> as you would expect after reading that book. Like, I'm a little bit of a Lucy Aiden fan girl there. Yeah, just so Blind Date with a Book Boyfriend is such a delight to read. So good. So yeah, I'm. Um, I would generally say that I'm. I'm kind of in a slump because I just haven't. That's fair. 
I I want the the Rachel reading vibes, but I just don't have them. <laughs> yeah, how do we get to the Rachel reading vibes? Is what I need to know. I I don't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> she has nothing for us. Um, Heather, that does not help us. Heather, how's your reading year going? And I should preface this: if you listened to last week's episode, Heather and I have brought to an end our dark era for a minute. Yeah, I dove head first into the mafia world and it was amazing and I loved every literal second of it. So that's been like this week has been hard, but um Brenda Rothert and Kat Mazera have a one of their books is releasing and I got an arc for it releases next week. Um it's hard hit. It's in their St. Louis Maverick series. I think we're gonna do a quick shot on it. And I was falling it was so good it brought me back around but it's one of my favorite hockey series um made for you by natasha madison was a standout for me um natasha madison's new series this Mm -hmm. made for series amazing is amazing and this is what i love about natasha madison books and i feel like Mm -hmm. with the only one series we kind of she lost her way a little bit Mm-hmm. And these books are bringing us back. Yeah, that the la- the made for you was everything I loved. She had that grumpy. I'm not a huge a huge fan of grumpy sunshine, but man, he it was perfect. Um, we had I got a new to me author, um, Broken Sin by BB Hamill it was so good. Um, Silent Bell by Jill Ramsauer were huge hits for me. And then um, Riley Hart has a really great MM series that she started. It's about a podcast and I love it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I was, I'm, I feel like I'm slumping. So I'm going to go back and um, read some of my favorites because I don't want to slump. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of us are slumping this year more so than we have in the past. And I have a lot of indecisive, decisiveness towards books. Newer books, I'm finding myself they're they're okay. They are legitimate, solid three star reads for me. And I don't know if it's a matter of frame of mind that maybe if I've read this in the summer when I'm out on the deck and sunshine mm-hmm. and drinks that it would be a five star. I don't know. I don't know if that's if because I feel like this winter has been the longest winter in history for us. Um, I am missing my deck time. <laughs> my, my seasonal depression is like, it's really bad this year. And I think that has definitely not helped, but I've done a lot of backlist reading too. Like some of the authors that I've started mm-hmm. reading in the past couple of years, but I haven't had time to read their extensive backlist. So like I'm reading a lot of backlists right now too. Okay. So that's kind of everybody's reading year summing up. Hopefully when we come back in a couple months that um, it's better. everybody's in a better space. Hopefully some sunshine <laughs> and spring flowers will bring us to a better place. Um, so while we are all kind of gloomy gusses with our weather and this time of year and everything, there's been a lot of shit going on. There is one person on Twitter that I follow who keeps a running list of all the Bad bookish behaviors. And I looked at her list today on Twitter. She's up to 72 and it's not even April yet. 
Now, I haven't looked at the list for a while. Like, does she put, like, stupid stuff on there, no. too? No. Like, the one... Okay, so you guys all heard about the one author who she tried to uh, copyright a couple of years ago. She tried to copyright the word cocky. Said she yeah. created the word cocky. <clears throat> well, then there was this whole police chase that happened in the National Park um, back in January or something. And mm-hmm. now the author, she went missing for a couple days, and now she's been arrested. Oh, she, she did get arrested? Yeah. <clears throat> like, so she has, those were like two of her entries in her um, list of, you know, authors behaving badly. So that was some of it. But some of the other things, um, so because karma catches up. Karma catches up. She's a bitch. We've had um, someone tweeted, you don't need to be a whale to write about a whale. You don't need to be a hitman to write about a hitman. You don't need to be LGBTQ to write about LGBTQ. You don't need to be a devil to write about the devil. Writers spend stories based on observations and a vision, not cliches. So that's the kind of stuff that's on our list, which, yeah, that's just... Yeah. So there's there's a lot, but she's up to I'm sorry, I lied. She's up to eighty-three. Oh wow. On her list. Grievances? Yeah, eighty-three. Eighty grievances with book the book community. That that have come out of the book like the the bookish hot takes that are happening. Like an author copied a lot. There was something happening with Big people lost their shit this year. Like honestly, <laughs> that's like more they than... just went. <laughs> that's more, more than, than one a day. It is more yeah. than one a day right now. Like it's <clears throat> again. I don't know if it's just 2023, or if people have kind of gotten comfortable in their space. In book, like over on TikTok, I think they're comfortable in their space, and so people just speak and don't always think. Yeah, and the, I think that's definitely true of TikTok. The beauty of TikTok and literally any other social media platform is you don't have to stay there and look look at it. You can just scroll right by and move on to the next thing. If you don't like it, then for sure don't like it. Right. You don't you don't have TikTok to. TikTok has an option that you can say I'm not interested in this. That doesn't really work. What... FYI. Doesn't really work. <laughs> no, I'm still on single mom talk. I like I'm like this is like broken hearted single mom talk is where I am currently living and and I'm always like this is not for me like this is not for me and it just I'm still there I'm still love, there. like when we get random like for you page updates from people and like the craziness that they're stuck in I am just currently joy to my life. stuck in medical student match because <clears throat> yes. match day How? was a couple weeks or last week one day was match yeah. day and I oh, would, yeah. I'm stuck on yes. medical student TikTok and everybody who didn't match for residencies. How and did you get on that? I'm on that too, Becky. I do Me not too. know. I do not know. Okay, no so idea. let's get back to some some bookish <laughs> things we need to talk about and not how messed up my For You page is. Um, okay, so one of the things <laughs> that we at Buzzing About Romance work very hard to do in our community is we do not yuck someone else's yum. It might not be for us personally, 
but I will never tell you what you read or how you read is invalid and nobody in our community will because if they do, I'll kick them out. I ain't got time to play those games. Um, but we have seen a lot of yucking the yum happening in Romance Landia lately. Oh yeah, 100%. And I want to like boob slap and dick slap them all. <laughs> One of the big things that we've been seeing is um, people that work within the book industry yucking on romance. I shared with Carolina today a independent bookstore that was making gagging noises about a blurb of an upcoming release from a trad pub uh, company. And- and they're they they're not a genre specific independent bookstore. Let's also yeah, frame they're that. just a general independent bookstore. I think part of the challenge and and what I I feel like people are doing, especially I see it more prevalently on TikTok than I do on like Instagram, is that people are trying to be controversial, have an opinion, have get the views, go viral, and they're doing it with like with these kind of reactions, these bold reactions, without understanding the consequences of what they're doing, or the impact on the industry that they're in. You know, if you were selling books, or you work within romance, or the book industry, like, why would you just downplay or disrupt or, you know, yuck somebody's yum just to get a view like I think that's I think that's disheartening I think it's so the world is so negative like there's just so much negativity and in reality negativity breeds negativity so on their I don't know who this who they are or what they posted but my guess is is that on that post there's plenty of other negative comments so that just breeds negativity and it's no good for anybody and it can't be good for their business I guess my thing would be is romance is a billion dollar industry we know that romance readers buy books you're a a book seller why wouldn't you be doing something to cultivate and and we're going to we're going to do an episode uh Carolina and I and Jenny probably Jenny's like what um we're going to do an episode on bookstores um and thrifting books and all that kind of stuff and not just buying off websites but going into physical bookstores and thrifting books in an upcoming episode and we'll talk about this a little bit more but one of the things that I said to Carolina I said independent bookstores while they aren't exactly embracing indie authors they could be embracing romance readers and creating safe spaces for romance Mm -hmm. readers to come into Mm -hmm. and i feel like with what this what this bookseller did was make me basically just put a sign on your door that says not a safe place for romance readers they're alienating an entire genre reader right and go ahead like not every romance reader only reads romance, but there are a lot of romance readers that only read romance. 
Like you are basically telling that person what they read is not valid. Right. I was gonna gonna say like, yes, I primarily read romance, but like I read a lot of nonfiction too. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna buy a book from somebody that doesn't support all of my reads. Mm -hmm. And if I do go into a physical store, like I've made a lot of effort to like get dressed and get out in the world. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably going to buy a book for my kids too. So Mm -hmm. not only have you lost like one sale, you've lost like five or six sales now. Go ahead. We, us who have children are raising bookworms. That I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jenny. If I'm going to go somewhere and support somebody, I'm not just buying book for me. I'm buying a book for somebody else. Or And if I have a positive experience, then word of mouth. Like, I have purchased books from a bookstore in Connecticut because they did a book signing for an LGBTQ author. And I lo- loved it. It looked super amazing. And I, like, ordered a book from them. So, and I think this extends past like bookstores because we've seen this with other people within the industries, authors, narrators, like you do something like this and it just puts a bad taste in my mouth and I'm not going to listen to books you've narrated or read your books or like, and for I'm thankful that the like majority, like 99% of the situations, which like has been a small handful that I've seen personally, um, there are people that I've never read before. Um, so like, but you've lost me, like any chances of potential that I would, cause I'm always looking for new authors or new narrators mm-hmm. or new perspectives. Like I'm pretty open the, to stuff. It, like it is the fastest way to ruin a fan base. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rachel, we haven't heard of you. Do you have any thoughts on yucking people's yums and booksellers? I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts. I, Share I those thoughts. don't understand how a bookseller could act that way when it is the most, most sold genre. Like you don't have to like it, but you should be knowledgeable enough to know that it sells. Like I've been to quite a few bookstores, um, independently owned like went on vacation and stuff like that that don't have really a single romance book and I'm like huh interesting so then you know I don't buy anything and that's the case for a bookstore that isn't even outwardly saying they hate romance so yeah if a bookstore is going to act like it's gross or it's not real reading or whatever I'm I'm definitely not going to spend my money there and like Jenny said if I'm going to a bookstore, I like made the effort to go to a bookstore instead of using Amazon or Barnes and Noble online. And I'm probably going to buy my kid a book too. So then if I find you act that way, like you're not getting any of my money. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not buying my kid's book there. I mean, if I put pants on, it's a big deal, people. It's a big ass deal. I would encourage other people not to go someplace like that too. Like, don't shop at that store because you're not, they're not like good one. It's not good business practice. So you're ruining your business. And two, stop being, don't be a shitty person. Yeah. Just like 
I am not a fan of, if it doesn't have spice in it, it's just probably not for me. But that doesn't mean that I think that everybody should read books with some spice in it. Mm-hmm. I would just say, right. I'm really sorry. I don't, I don't have any book recommendations. I mean, I know this author writes some pretty clean stuff. That's how I would handle it. I wouldn't be like, ugh, why would you read that? That's so boring. I mean, it's called a thought bubble. It's not supposed to come out of your mouth. I mean, sometimes it does though, because you know, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to read spice? Um, I think it comes down to also with the yucking of the yums, because we mentioned the audio narrator that I kind of outed over on TikTok. Um, in a situation like that, you know, people get upset when we saw this spike in all these men thirst trapping, reading books, you know, and acting like they were, you know, going to read, uh, Den of Thieves and Akatar and all these things and trying to get the views because the book talk girl was like, oh, he looks like my book boyfriend or, oh, isn't he hot? He has a deep voice. And we saw them with the whole Verba thing, trying to profit off of romance readers, right? I mean, we all saw that. Mm -hmm. And then we have this audio narrator that is trying to work in the industry, being paid money by authors to read romance books. And she said she did it with permission and the author thought it was funny. I question that. I question Um, that a lot. Because was it more of an awkward, like, yeah, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. I'm in a contract with you and I can't get you. I can't redo it with somebody else. But, you know, they're making gagging noises. Like they're going to throw up over a word. And they even start one of the videos that says, maybe I should read in a different genre. Like if that's even a thought in your head. Maybe you should read in a different genre. Maybe you should go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the like thought bubble piece you were talking about like before social media like these people could be horrible people within their house and we wouldn't know right yeah. like yeah I don't know that she doesn't like her job reading romance books so I'm okay but, but now everybody knows that she doesn't yes. like her job reading and now romance I'm like books. I'm sorry we have to go separate ways yeah um, okay, so one of the things that's been on my mind, I I don't know, maybe I raged farm yesterday. I put a post out because I had another book spoiled for me. And I'm really, really angry about this. Um, we are seeing an uptick in authors, you know, they're all starting like influencer squads. And really trying to push out um, promo for their upcoming books and releases. and they're But they're on the other side of it, limiting the amount of arcs that they're sending out. So an author who once couldn't give away 50 arcs is now saying, oh, my fan base is getting too big. I'm only sending out 25. But then they want those 25 people to create these big, huge multimedia, multi-social media campaigns. posts and campaigns And there seems to not be a really great line between what's promo and what's spoiler. And one of the things that recently came up that really pushed me over the edge yesterday was an author who has a book that comes out, I think it's later this week or next week, in her main reader group, put a post asking her ARC readers, encouraging them to share their favorite parts of the book as they're reading it. 
not in an art team group, not in a spoiler chat room, but in her main readers group, she did this. And I don't think that's okay. Well, my thing is, if there's a book I'm excited for, like, I want to be surprised. Like, I don't want to go into the book knowing the ending or all of the best parts. Because how many books in the past year have the, like, promo things been the best part of the book? And it's disappointing because then it's like, well, I already knew that. And then you're left, like, wanting more. Now, if I'm asking for a spoiler, it is very different than if I'm just, like, trolling, like, social media. Yeah. Well, particularly... Go ahead. I bet Rachel has a different take because she loves spoilers. (laughs) She will always text me and be like, spoil it for me. I don't need to be in suspense. Okay, but that's different than organically (laughs) having it come across Mm -hmm. my For You page on TikTok. So I personally don't care, but I don't think people should spoil it on social media. Like, it doesn't affect me because I don't care about spoilers. It doesn't. Like, I have seen the same thing, obviously, and it does not bother me, but I know it bothers other people. So I, like, I don't think it's cool to spoil entire plot lines and, like, entire main, like, events and scenes on social Mm -hmm. media. Like, I... I don't think that's cool. I don't think it's cool for authors to do that in their reader groups. Um, I'm in, we all know I'm on plenty of our teams and they all have groups on Facebook and there's even like spoiler posts in the art groups where in case you haven't read the arc yet, you don't see spoilers on the timeline. And that's how I think that should be handled because even if you're not like looking for the spoilers, like in an author group, Sometimes you just like will see a comment, like without mm-hmm. like checking the post, right? You know how comments just like populate under posts. Like mm-hmm. I, I just I don't like that. Like a, most people want to be surprised. They're not like me. <laughs> so well, but you uh, yeah, you are going and looking for the spoiler, and you're asking a trusted person to give you the spoiler. So like you're not coming across it organically. Like you're searching it out. Yeah, and. And if I do come across it organically, like, I just, I don't even remember half the shit I see. So, (laughs) like, it just doesn't, it doesn't bother me if I see spoilers. But I know it bothers most people. So I would like the spoilers to stop. I don't, I don't typically mind spoilers. Like, if I, if I'm actively going and looking review, we all know I don't read blurbs, right? Like, I don't read a blurb. Right. But if, you know, from one TikTok video, I can tell you all the key points of the story. That's a problem. On a book that hasn't come out yet. On a book that hasn't come out yet. Or it's release day for that book, like 9 a.m. release day. And the promos are so much that it can tell you the whole of the story. Um, I don't know. Carolina, what are your thoughts on spoilers? <laughs> um, I don't like them. <laughs> Um, that's the short answer. The longer answer is it's like watching a movie trailer and you see the movie trailer and you're like, there's the whole movie. I don't need to go see the movie. So if you're, if you were doing that with the book and the influencer team or your promos tell me the whole plot line, then I don't need to read the book and I won't. The other thing is if I, if I see these big grand points of, um, 
you know, get spoiled. And I so happened to read your book or not realize that that's for whatever reason, right? And I so happened to read the book. I'm likely because I've already now that has been spoiled for me. Chances are my rating is going to be lower because I didn't get to take the journey of the characters that you intended me to take. So that's another you're in in my world, you're losing readers because they're not going to mm-hmm. read it and and or they're going to give you a lower rating because you're it's you've lost the anticipation and the moment of it um i mean you know some people will take a different view on it like oh no this is i love how it builds up and i like knowing the answer and to see where it goes um and they'll be fine with it but personally no i i want to take the journey as the characters i i remember when um what book was it uh, I think it was Sweeper by Amy Dawes. There, there was a big, a big spoiler in that book, and she intentionally created a a separate Facebook group that you could not join until you read the book and you had to answer a question, so that people could then talk about it. People who've read the book could talk about it and not spoil it for anybody else. Which I makes appreciate sense. That. That, I appreciate that. That like was great because you're like, oh, and and when you read it and you're like, oh, I think it's this, I think it's this, and then you're like, nope, 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 it's that. Like <laughs> there's there it is. Like you because you just you want that, like knowing it going into it. Now the book's been out f- for a few years now, so people could come across it and know what the spoiler is that's that's different though because if it's an old book like that's different because it's been out in the world and Mm -hmm. well there's not as much like control about it i look at rigs when i read it first heather was reading it at the same time i was reading it i completed it first we needed leah to read it because we needed someone else to talk about it with us but we couldn't tell her what we needed to talk about and it creates it's an exciting dynamic when you know what's going to happen and you're waiting for that person to read it so that you can be like did you get it and you're begging them oh to read it faster um <clears throat> so as an author i am sure that it's a little bit of an ego stroke to have your arc readers reading it and telling you their favorite parts because it's probably some of your favorite parts but if you're looking for quotes if you're looking for phrasing to use in promo of the book, and that's why you want your ARC readers to do that, then make a separate group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of authors that have spoiler groups for that yep. specific reason. And anytime yeah. a new book comes out, they're like, make sure you are not putting spoilers in this like grouping, which I appreciate. Also, find yourself some book friends and get yourself on a group chat or instant message and then message people, but don't ruin it for other, like you should be the best part of why I loved this group. Like this whole community was everyone was super supportive. It was low drama. And then now all of a sudden it's not low drama. And it's like, we have 87 grievances, like, three months into the year it's so 
weird. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and we all know how I feel about influencers. So, I mean, does anybody else have any feelings on influencers they want to talk about? Book influencers in general. Does anybody have any things they want to talk about? Can they just talk about the damn book and not dance on the table? <laughs> Show me the title. I'm so tired. It's been a year oh, and a half. So much, so much that you have to search for a title. Like, honestly, like I just skip past those anymore. If the title is not where I can see it, you're not getting my if it's business. it's not pinned to the top. Or if it's not even hashtagged at the, like at the, like one of the first hashtags you can see, if I can't find that title by swiping, you are not getting my read. Good, Carolina. Sorry, Carolina. No, it was, it was earlier. I got a little feisty there. It was last week or the week before somebody shared in our discord. It was a really great reaction video to a Candy Steiner book. And she holds the books, you see the edge of the pages, but never the front of the cover and never the title. It goes by super fast. Because she's so excited talking about it. But you had to dig, dig in those comments to find out the title. Wasn't it like Hannah or somebody who said she like kept pausing it? Yes. To try and get like that frozen screen the front cover because it wasn't anywhere in like it wasn't easily found but so she watched it and just kept pausing and starting (laughs) they watched it like frame by frame okay so this this one is for carolina and heather and rachel um of course there is the discourse that is back and leah and i've already talked about this with katie on our hot takes episode so if you want leah and i's opinions feel free to go back and listen to our hot takes episode um audiobooks don't count as reading bullshit it's bullshit (laughs) i just feel like this has been like discussed so many times so for someone to still have that opinion is just wild to me they suck (laughs) here's the deal my dad um, is an avid reader. I think he would read almost as much as I did when he retired. He's been having some eye issues. And the hardest thing for him has been that, that he hasn't been able to read. So for Christmas, I got him all hooked up. We got him an iPad. We got him all hooked up on Audible and got him AirPods. And he is extraordinarily happy because he's reading again. He can, it's amazing. It's it's made him happier. So I call bullshit on anyone who says that audiobooks are not reading. Second, as a reading teacher, I will tell you that if you give your kid a book and you allow them to listen to it, all of their reading skills will increase their fluency, their language skills, all the things. Clearly, it's a hot button for me. And I can tell those people to go F off. Sorry. And you, ahead, you all heard my opinion the last time, so I'm not going to give it again. But hey, we have the reading teacher proving me right. So there you go. Well, and I, I did a whole also, master's degree on it. <laughs> you also have people who are audit- auditory learners who need mm-hmm. that. Then yep. you have people like me who just like to read all the time, but you know have to do other things. So I'm like, I listen while I'm cooking dinner or cleaning the house or running errands. Um, And it's great. Like sometimes you just 
need a little bit more and you still grab like you still absorb the stories you're still absorbing the information mm-hmm. and I don't know there and there are certain scenes like when I've listened to an audiobook I remember exactly where I was when I was listening to that scene it's crazy like it's like a song you know you have those emotions and those things come back and I think about a story and a scene in a story and I'm like oh my gosh I was at this location when I was listening to that part of the book. Yep. Um, also, just a friendly reminder, your car is not soundproof. <laughs> and you can also speed up audiobooks. So yeah. for people like Leah and Rachel, Rachel, what do you listen to your books at? Because it's crazy. Um, 2.1. <laughs> yeah, I listen to, I in podcasts, I do the same. I'll listen to them. Um, like at 1.2 or to 1.5, depending on the. I'm a standard 1.75, unless it's eight in snow. And then I slow it down because he is delightful. And I like to like take a long time to listen to him. <laughs> then I drop back down to the one. Um, Well, but one more thing on that. So my husband, <laughs> I love him dearly, but he has like really hard like issues with comprehension it will take him months to finish a book because he has to read it so slow. But if the man listens to something, like he is very musical. If he listens to something, it clicks instantly. Like he is not a person that can eyeball read a book and comprehend it because it takes him so long to read the words, to remember what he is right. Like reading, like he does audiobook is like the go-to for him. If he listens to them, I mean, he doesn't do a lot of reading anyway, but like he has a lot of comprehension issues and it's like, I, I do not, cannot fathom the stupidity of people that feel that they think that. I really want to understand, like, I don't really, but I do kind of want to understand like where they're coming from, why they think audiobooks are not a book. Like if you were an author like if you wrote this book, what does it matter? They're still consuming the book and the story you wrote. Mm-hmm. It's just in a different format. It really mm-hmm. comes down to an elitist mentality when it comes to books. So here's the deal. We have to remember that reading and book ownership was something that was preserved for the wealthiest of the wealthiest. That's who owns books. That's who had books. Storytelling, verbally telling out loud stories was a part of the poorer and lesser classes. And so there is still this mentality that you are not educated. You are not of value unless you are reading it with your eyes. The stories of your eyes are not as profound as the stories in your ears. The other piece we have to think about this with Two is there's a lot of the same feelings when ebooks first came out. Yeah. That yeah. my reading on an ebook, even though it's the exact same amount of words, the exact words with special paper ink in technology, was not as valid as owning the hardback of the same book. That my reading experience was less than because it wasn't this elite piece of book ownership. 
Well, all of those people can go fuck themselves. I think that's what I have to say for that. As a teacher, I like cringed when the ebooks or the e-readers came out. And it was more for me, um, sort of that separation between the haves and the have-nots. Because like I could provide a classroom library and my like libraries and schools are accessible places, but an e-reader isn't something that's accessible. And then also hard to share. Like if I buy a book, I can't have another kid read it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but there's a different situation completely mm-hmm. though, because you're in a in a classroom setting in which sharing of those books is wanted well, and needed. But we can talk about this too, because it's something that's happened recently. Amazon used to have the feature. And this mm-hmm. was one of the reasons I actually went with Nook when I first bought my e-reader, because Nook allowed you to share a title up to 10 times between other Nook users. And so, because you were borrowing books. And if we think about it, if we look back upon our mothers How many of our mothers had a friend that would drop off the paper sack of books and then that paper sack of books went to the next house, right? uh, That's how I found tons of romances when I first started reading at a way too young age um, was the paper sack that got delivered from the the hairstylist my mother went to at the time. And um, but so one of the things that's happened recently is with the whole you can't return books anymore because it's bad to read a book and then return it that we had happening on Amazon. One of the things that came out of that is. They took away our share. capabilities. They took away the share capabilities of eBooks within your Amazon library. So if I own a book now, I can no longer share it with another Kindle user. And that feature is gone. It will not be coming back. And it was yeah, unless you're in a household, you can share within your household. Right. I'm not talking, yes. but I used to be able to say like, hey, I bought mm-hmm. Sawyer Bennett's book, Canon. I could share it to Gloria and she'd have it for 14 and, days. And there was a mm-hmm. limit to the number of shares you could do per book. <laughs> yep. It wasn't yep. unlimited, but, you know, I think it was like two or three times. But the author guild, when they went to Amazon and said, hey, we want this return thing to stop. One of the other negotiating parts that they took in was they want the borrowing thing gone. They want it gone because it isn't, it wasn't a feature on trad pub books. Basically they want the exact same features Uh that trad pub books that indie books had. Uh I'm still angry that I can't share a book. I own that book. If I owned that paperback, I can send it to Jenny. Well, and Amanda and I were just talking the other day. So she was reading, I don't remember who we were talking about, but I was like, oh man, I wish, oh, Katie Rias. She's going to dive into the world of Katie Rias, who has a big backlist. And I have all of her books because I'm an idiot. But I was like, I really wish I could (laughs) loan these to you because then she could try them out because it's one of those authors she hasn't read. And so it's, like she doesn't want to buy a bunch of books and then not like the author. And that is one of the reasons that I love the share option because I could have an author that I loved and I own all of their books to be like, here, read these books. And then nine times out of 10, they will buy the books from that mm-hmm. author. Oh, for sure. I, I've been in that boat too where friends are just getting into reading and they're mm-hmm. not sure. 
so then I shared a couple of my books but then no I can't do that and my husband's like I don't understand we have like bookshelves upstairs filled with books <laughs> like you aren't gonna share those and I was like we actually nope. don't open those no, because so. cracked spines are the worst. <laughs> Those are trophies. <laughs> Seriously, they're just pretties for our shelves. Jenny or Rachel, do you guys have thoughts on sharing and that feature being taken away? Yeah, uh, I, I didn't use it too much, but I, I do hate that it got taken away. And I wish you could also do it on TradPub books. Like, I wish it would have went, like, the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It wasn't an option that I used very often, but it was nice to have the option of using it, Um, especially in a case like Leah was saying, like, you just want to share a book to see if someone else is interested in it. You're most likely not going to share all, like, 50 books of someone's oh. backlist. You're going to share one or two see if they like mm -hmm. it and then they'll go get those books on their own yeah um okay something else we have seen a lot of happening in 2023 and it really kind of started last fall but we're definitely seeing more of it and this is authors moving their backlist into kindle unlimited which is great for us as readers because mm -hmm. we it's a little easier to explore a backlist and a lot of TradPub is getting to move their stuff into Kindle Unlimited. Now, a lot of that is only Kindle Unlimited US because as I learned in our episode with Stephanie, the book agent, if the book is being sold like on Amazon Australia, those are considered foreign rights and the, pub the traditional publisher wouldn't have the right to put it in Kindle Unlimited Australia. They would only have the rights to put it in Kindle Unlimited US. So like Entangled has put a ton of their backlist into Kindle Unlimited, but it can only be in Kindle Unlimited US because that's the only place they have the right to distribute that title because foreign rights have been sold out to the UK, to Denver, or to Denver, Jesus, Joseph. <laughs> Germany and Denmark. Denver? Anyway, jeez. Anyway, what are our thoughts on all these backlists going into Kindle Unlimited? I think I it's love great. It. Go ahead, Go Carolina. Ahead. Okay. I think it's great. I mean, for Kindle Unlimited users, backlists, it's, you know, if an author wants to have, like, wide use for the newer stuff, like, it allows me as a Kindle Unlimited user to see if I like their writing style, get familiar with them. And if I really like their stuff, then I'm willing to buy their book, like purchase, like flat out direct and buy their book. But sometimes, you know, it's book budgets are, <laughs> there's only so many books I can buy. And it's tough sometimes to take a chance on a new author. Um, mm -hmm. If, yeah. you know, you just, especially when you're like, oh, I really want, the paperback copy of this new release from an author I love for my trophy shelf, then I'm less likely to buy, you know, a book for, to try somebody new, unless I can get it through the library or Kindle Unlimited and give it a shot. Um, even, even sometimes with 
with the recommendations from the group, you know, Discord or even this group contributors, even if you guys are all saying, I'm more likely to just say, okay, I'll, I'll buy it because, you know, there's a trust. Five, there. Yeah. There's a, there's a trust there, but it doesn't mean it's for me. You know, there's been plenty of times that Becky has recommended stuff that just didn't hit for me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Rachel, what were you going to say? Yeah, I pretty much exactly what Carolina said. I think it's excellent. Um, it gives a lot of people a chance to read authors that they maybe couldn't have afforded to read otherwise. And like for people who maybe don't have Kindle Unlimited, there's always there's always deals going on like 99 cents for a month or, you know, like 10.99 for three months, that kind of thing. And I'm much like 100% more likely to try a new author if they're in Kindle Unlimited, because mm-hmm. I I won't even just trust a sample mm-hmm. of a book that's not on KU. I I just simply won't buy it if it's not in my library or it's not in KU. So for me, it's given me an opportunity to one, read backlist of authors that I really enjoy and I've maybe only read a couple of their books. And two, I've tried a lot more authors that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, Rachel. So Rachel had told me about a series that was coming into Kindle Limited, which was one of her favorites. I quickly downloaded it, started reading it, and then pre-ordered the next book in the like a new series is coming out because I absolutely 100% fell in love with the author's writing style. Um, but I wouldn't have known that if I could not a library. So. Yeah. And we got an episode coming up that Jenny and I are doing, and there's a survey on our website right now. If you go over to buzzingaboutromance.com where we're asking you all about your libraries. And it's only just recently that we learned exactly how much the rights to a book cost a library and how many checkouts that is good for. Um, And it's no wonder libraries are hesitant to take chances on some of these indie authors because it's pricey. So authors, even just putting one series at a time in KU, like Jill Ramsauer was a new to us Mm -hmm. author. She'd been on our radar for a while, but no one had read her. We asked in our community and everyone's like, crickets. Heather and I are like, Mm -hmm. who's read her? And we got crickets. So I went ahead. I, you know, I had the income. I spent the $5 and bought a first in series of her books and was like, okay, I'm going to check her out. Fell in love. Well, lucky for me, she just put her five family series into KU. Uh-huh. And it's mm-hmm. mafia. It's fantastic. I really enjoyed book one. Um, I'm excited to read the other five. And it's nice because in this economy, it's hard to justify spending, you know, $30 for five books and um, you know, especially when eggs are $6 for a dozen or whatever. <laughs> I think too, um, I accidentally bought five years of Kindle Unlimited. Um, <laughs> accidentally. On, on Prime Day, they were like running a deal and I bought like two years and then I was like, oh, they have three years for this. So I was like, oh, I, be- I better get that deal. Well, I ended up buying five years total. So for me, I'm like, I'm spending 
<laughs> I have five years worth of Kindle Unlimited. I also feel like I know that I'm privileged that I am able to read and reading can be an expensive hobby. Yeah. And I, Kindle Unlimited allows me to read a book a day. I mean, in reality, yes. I'm reading a book a day. That's 365 books times however much I don't even want to do the math a lot so of I'm money. I'm hesitant if I haven't read the author to spend the money I will however spend the money on an author that I know and trust mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean I'm out there trying to I don't condone people reading books illegally I think that that's it's not pirating books is not cool so that's why I really try to support Kindle Unlimited authors yeah and I think the other piece that we have to look at this too is there are a lot of authors that Kindle Unlimited is their main source of income. It doesn't yeah. just support them. It supports their whole family and there mm-hmm. is value in Kindle Unlimited. And again, it's an easy way to take a chance on an author. Jenny, do you have a My- thought on Kindle Unlimited? Oops. Sorry, Leah. Just a minute. No, that's okay. Um, this is like, I have like my copy and paste, like, Thing I always put in Discord when this comes up um, because I'm very like, yeah, Amazon's the big, huge box that's like hurting everybody. But um, <coughs> the crazy thing is like for someone that doesn't have a disposable income, um, it's a great option. I mean, Netflix costs, you know, more than KU does. And I'm mm-hmm. definitely consuming more books than I am TV. So yeah it allows me to consume those books. Like Heather was saying, like I can give it a chance. It's interesting. You don't hear hatred for Netflix, but boy, do you hear hatred towards Kindle Unlimited? Right. Mm -hmm. My thing is like, I am a kid, like I read a lot of books in KU because I read really fast. Like I, I, in a, like I was sick over the weekend and I, last weekend and I put away probably like eight books and probably seven of those were KU books because all I did was sit around and read. Like I could not afford to read what I read if I didn't have KU. My only issue with this new trend to go to KU is the fact that there are so many authors that are dropping their books in KU that bitched and complained about it. And you like vocally said, you will never, ever see my books in Kindle Unlimited. But lo and behold, they're jumping on this trend to try and go viral and dropping their backlist in it. Like that is my, that is my only issue. I appreciate that they're doing it because they are giving people the opportunity to find them. But it annoys me to no end that they are the same authors who not even six months ago we're talking about how terrible Kindle Unlimited was and you would never find their books in it. Yeah. Well, and there is a collation between these viral books, these books that are becoming, mm-hmm. you know, sensations and bestsellers to being connected to Kindle Unlimited. But again, it's because yeah. it's easy to take a chance. It is. It's mm-hmm. 100% easy to take a chance. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, you will find a lot of subpar books in Kindle Unlimited. Like, they're not great. Books. You find subpar but books you, on trad pub you, tables, people. You do, but you there are some amazing authors that are KU authors that have been KU authors from the get-go. And my big thing is 
don't shit on Kindle Unlimited if you're going to drop your books over there. Okay, so the last topic of the night, and we have to talk about this because there's been tons of celebration within our community about this certain topic. And this is really all about Jenny and Lindsay, who is not even here. Um, So we've seen the trend of authors creating these Kickstarter campaigns happening. um, And they're becoming a lot more frequent. Like we know Katie Robert Mm -hmm. did one. And she did a group with a group of authors. There's a small town one that Aaron Nicholas uh, headed up. And we're going to talk to that group later this summer about their Kickstarter and what inspired their small town blue collar Kickstarter that they did. But Jenny, what is the Kickstarter right now that has just got the world all in their feels? Penny Reed. Yes. um, 10th anniversary of Nadine in the City which makes me feel so old. Um, <laughs> um, so, she, and she did this extremely well. Like she has had this planned out for years. Um, she had like a clear plan as many things with Penny go. Like she did much better than she expected she would. Um, I think the fans kind of expected her to do well. Um, her confidence wasn't too great but like we're at a point now where we're getting hardbacks for the people that like pledged before she reached the 432,000 goal like she set her goal at 25,000 people like it was yeah it was three minutes and she was past her goal (laughs) so I mean, these um, books are gorgeous, like yeah. gold leaf edges. And one thing I would love to say about this is when she did the research and she realized that like <coughs> this goal of hers was not going to be possible for most people. And so she like, she tiered this Kickstarter so eloquently and there's so many levels and so many options and it was a if we got to this number I mean the kickstarter is what five days in yeah like it's not very like it's not even done yet yeah it ends April 14th and she's at like five hundred thousand dollars in at this point I think yeah it was yeah it's crazy but she is but she has changed and adapted like before it happened like she changed and adapted because she's like there's no way people can afford this and then like after she hit that crazy twenty five thousand, like right off the bat she was like maybe we'll we'll pivot again and like she has pivoted like two or three times but the way that she has reacted and the honest truth that you see coming from her like she was in tears during the one video she was doing yeah because she I don't think she realizes like how much people love her Rachel were you in on this doesn't read Rachel were you no I've actually never I've never read Penny Reed (laughs) that's okay we're fine it's okay I just know you love a good book box I do love a good book. <laughs> I almost did it and I've never read her. <laughs> I can at I least can get some that. stickers. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um okay. We'll we'll say book boxes for our next catch up, which I'm sure we will have soon because um hopefully Merritt's not talking back to us while she's on the train this time. <laughs> like she did last time. <laughs> I love Merritt so much. 
Okay. Probably in the educational piece. Uh-huh. So, um, it's that time for book. It's that time for book of the, the week. week. Oh, little side note. So I made a video, but I haven't posted it yet of the jazz hands. Oh my God. Okay. Heather, you're first. What's your book of the week? Um, it's a Cal O'Reilly book. It's um actually social media influencers and it's a why choose and it's done super well. It's called Scandalous. Um if you're not generally a why choose reverse harem, I think that you will actually really, really like this. So it's scandalous by Kella Riley. Okay. Leah, what's your book of the week? Um, my book of the week is actually oh, crap, what is it? <laughs> wasn't ready for that question it's called Nightmaster by Anna Hackett it's book one of her Oranus Night series it is really good the, honestly the creation of the world that this woman does is just it's amazing it's sci-fi it is it's just really really but she ends it up kind of on a cliffy and I did lose my shit a little bit and I was messaging Mara and Amanda and it's like, oh my God, she did this to us. Rachel, what's your book of the week? <laughs> um, mine is Cauldron's Call by Kristen Proby. It releases on March 21st. It's the second book in the Curse of the Blood Moon trilogy. It's paranormal like witches set in modern day Salem, Massachusetts. And it's a trilogy, but it's three different couples but you do need to read all the books in order, like for the storyline. We did an Ooh, audio did listen it. of book one. Yeah. And Sebastian York read that. Oh, he's so good. I love him. I love but him. yeah, book two was excellent. And I'm just obsessed with the covers. They are They're really so pretty. pretty, pretty covers. Um, okay, Jenny, what's your book of the week? Um, Better Date Than Never um, by Piper Sheldon. It's a second book in the series, but um, I think it can be read as a standalone. Um, a second chance-ish, friends to lovers. It's like all the things you love, Jenny. It is. And they're, they're, they were like, they grew up on TV together. So it's an interesting dynamic. Interesting. Carolina, what's your book of the week? My book of the week, um, as I mentioned, I've been doing some rereading. So I um, reread Desired by Stacey Kennedy as part of the Club Sin, Club Sin series. Um, I just love the way she, she makes these books so like intimate and um, yeah. They're good. It's good. They're good. Um, mine is Stay Together by Kaylee Ryan. It is book four in the Kincaid Brothers it's an instant connection, slow freaking burn. How slow is the slow burn? 54%. Oh, that's not terrible. But, well, it was kind of dry humping 54%. Um, oh. Okay, it's in KU. I really, really enjoyed it. But it is the second book in recent days with a heroine that has trust issues. And if this is a new trend, I am not here for it. I do not like it. Fucking stop it. If the guy is but showing up. was this up, as bad as the other one? This is not as bad as the other one, but it was still kind of there. Like she had really 
this character had really good reasoning for not trusting things like she's was a product of the foster care system, never really established any connection, didn't have like a group of friends that kept her grounded. She was kind of like, you know, the leaf in the wind kind of thing. And so they made sense, especially coming into this really big dynamic family and it being overwhelming and could easily get attached. But because of her past rejection from foster families, she tries not to get attached. So it makes sense. And he addresses it not just once. It's not like a, I know you don't trust guys, so whatever kind of thing. It was more of a, hey, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep showing up. And he talks about it with her. And she talks about it back, which is why it wasn't as bad as the other one that I read. But I just need authors to listen what's, to me here. What's the timeline on the trust stuff, though? Like, is it like years no. or like a few months a few months about the same time that was in the other book it just was written better that it didn't annoy the piss out of me like it did last time but it was good i think you should read it i really do like the kincaid family series um a lot okay Patreon update. Thank you for supporting us and helping us to bring you all the amazing podcast goodness. We currently have four open tiers on Patreon. These start at $5 a month and include membership to Drunk Book Club and other exclusive contents like Should You Read It? And apparently my last Should You Read It that Jen Ellen, or I did a buzzing after dark that Jen Ellen was listening to while in public. And she said she How spent it. she do that? She spent an entire seven minutes praying to God that her earbuds did not disconnect from her phone because I was sharing all the dirty quotes. <laughs> but what? Jen Ellen, why would you do that? You know better. I know. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I have a good one coming up, but I'm waiting for book three of the series to okay. show up before I do it. Um, Did you know that buzzing about romance is going to their very first signing we will be at the hea readers event in indianapolis indiana on november 3rd through the 5th tickets are on sale now um we have a link on our website and i also put a link in our on the shelf show notes so that you can go and find the tickets they're actually very reasonable priced the hotel is in a really nice setting and it is easy access to the airport and we will be there for three days and it's going to be so fun and if Mm -hmm. you aren't planning on attending the signing but live in the indianapolis area uh we are going to have breakfast uh some kind of brunch on sunday morning um a meetup so that people can come and say hi um you can find a list of all our upcoming dates including book club happy hours plot a book and reading challenges at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events we have some amazing happy hours coming in April and May. Like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Carrie Elks, Jill Ram's hour, um, Delta James. Well, it would have aired already, so you can go back and watch us in Delta. Trina, Tr- Tr- Trilina, Trilina, um, she? Yep. Yes. she, we have one coming up with her and and a couple others that are in the works for scheduling. So you are going to want to check out Heather's like, tell me because I need all of them. <laughs> uh, we've got some amazing happy hours coming up over on our YouTube. So make sure you are following along to our newsletter and all the things so that you can know what events are coming up. Um, thanks everyone for pivoting and joining us in this readers catch up. 
Um, I know it wasn't what we planned, but this was better. It's always fun to do an episode like this. Um, if you have a topic you would like to hear our opinions on, send us an email. We will happily, we'll happily chat about it. We always have big thoughts. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.